What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week and another episode of Unscripted, where we're bringing you professionals from all walks of life. We touch on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition. I'm your host, Akeem Haynes. So we are going to do things a little bit different on the show. I've been getting a lot of DMs, a lot of messages on certain things that you guys would like me to touch on. And I appreciate every single person that takes the time to DM me or to email me and share their thoughts just about the show, because we want to continue to provide great content and to continue to make this an interactive show to our audience and to to continue to grow together and to grow our community, right? A bunch of you have asked me to touch a little bit more on sports, right? Just touch a little bit more on track and field. And, you know, we know you're doing, we know you're doing the sports show uh, with point blank, but if you could just touch on a little bit here and there, I think that would be really good. We'd love to know your thoughts on track and field, you know, the world championships coming up and just the variation of the season and a lot of other things like that. And and I appreciate that. And so I will, right? As long as you guys continue to watch, continue to listen, continue to share your thoughts, continue to be interactive with the show, then I will do my best to bring the value that you guys may be asking for. So um, we're still going to bring guests, right? We're still going to have our great guests. We're still having professionals from all walks of life, and we're still touching on their backstory, and we're still having that wholesome conversation and feel to the show, right? That's not going to change. But I will be adding my take on certain sporting events, certain events, especially track and field. And I've dedicated a lot of my time to the sport. And so um, it makes sense that I give it back as you guys are asking for. So uh, this episode, right, we are going to touch on a little bit of UFC, probably just one one or two UFC fights. And if you want to hear the full breakdown of the main card of each fight, the main events of each fight, and then I'm going, going to be going into more detail on that on my sports show, Point Blank with Chantel Shan, where we talk about sports all the way through. Um, but I'll be talking a little bit about UFC 274 and um, just a different take on track and field that I've been seeing from certain people and what they have been saying from the community around me. It's just a different take on track and field before we get specifically on leading up to the world track and field championships, but just a little overview of what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to close it out um, with a little bit of a, uh, uh, with a little bit of mental health talk in the space. It's, it's May, is, May is mental health month, and I think it's very important that we touch on that. So let's get into the first topic that we're going to be talking about today. Track and Field World Championships will be in Eugene, Oregon this year in 2022, and I think it is going to be, and well, has the potential to be one of the best Track and Field World Championships that we've seen in quite some time. There are some variables and some things that have to come in alignment for it to happen. And maybe I'll do a separate video and episode and touch on a bunch of different things. But for right now, I just want to touch on the mindset and the frame of a track and field athlete, right? I've been retired from 2000, I've been retired since 2017. And even though I'm retired from the sport, I still work with a bunch of these elite athletes in different fields. So while I may not physically be on the track, my eyes and ears are still low to the ground. And it's always interesting to me when I have certain conversations with people and they bring up the sport of track and field and, and they say, man, why is this person running so well this moment? And then the next moment they're not running so fast. It's like, what's happening? Isn't it, isn't it the same distance? Like that literally, this was a conversation that I was having the other day. And I just, I just sat and listened 
And I'm thinking to myself, it's not as easy as you think. Like, it's not as easy as you are making it sound like it should be. Track and field is one of the hardest sports that I have ever done in my life. And I've been a dual sport athlete my whole life. It's the hardest sport I've ever done. And for the people who are not necessarily privy to track and field, right? We see it when uh, the football side, like we saw it when DK Metcalf came and he ran the 100 meters at California and we saw all of the people who did not know a thing about track and field, they came on board, right? And they were saying all of these different things and they were talking about his weight, they were talking about his size. But if you know track and field, there are people who are DK size running fast. DK is predominantly a football player. He's put all his energy in that. I'm not saying that if he comes over to track and field and really dedicates the time that he can't run faster than what he did. But I'm just saying it's not as easy as people think, right? Let's, let's, let's keep it narrow and let's focus on the 100 right now, right? In the history of the 100 meters in track and field, there's been 160 people who have broken 10 seconds to date. And I may be missing the mark a little bit. If it was that easy, then everybody should be breaking 10 seconds, Right? When you think about all of the people who have ran track and field, it's been a, the, a significant number. I can't even count on my hand how many people who have ran the 100 meters. Everybody wants to run the 100. It's the, it's, the, it's the marquee event. It's the thing that we see all the time, right? If I could do it again, I would be a jumper personally. But when we think about the 100 meters, everybody wants to run the 100. But only 160 people have ran sub 10. It's not as easy as people think it is. And that's just one event. Now imagine putting hurdles in front of that 100 meters and trying to run over those and still run fast. It's not as easy as people think. So as we are watching the sport, right? And I'm talking about the people who have never done track and field. I'm talking about the people who are very critical. I'm not saying you can't have your, you can't have your opinions. You can't have your judgments. You can't. You can, do, you can do all of that. It's a free country. But I'm saying as you are cheering on or as you are supporting and as you are watching, understand that these athletes need a little bit of grace because there's a lot of variables that it takes to run fast, to jump far, to perform well. There's a lot of parts to it. And there's a lot of things that they aren't going to say that they push to the side and they push through because it's their job. And they have to do it. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking to myself, you know how in the workplace, right, you may be able to have a sick day, right? You may be able to say, you know what? Or maybe you get a couple sick days throughout the year and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? On January 3rd, you know, I have eight, six days. That's going to be one of my sick days. But in the athletic realm, especially in an individual sport like track and field, where every performance matters, you don't have sick days. You can't really take time off like that, right? So as we are continuing to watch the sport, before you place judgment on how an athlete is doing and what is going on in their mind frame and what we can see on paper, just ask yourself, what else is going on behind the scenes that I may not 
understand. And perhaps I need to give this person some grace because it's not as easy as people make it seem to perform well at an elite level. Just because they make it look easy doesn't mean that it is. Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza, UFC 274. This was an interesting fight. I was hosting a watch party on the Millions platform and I was having a conversation with Niche4116. Shout out to Niche, man. We had a good time. We were breaking down the fights. We had a very good time. I enjoyed it. And this fight was coming and we were trying to decide who was going to have the upper hand this one, right? Who was going to win? Now, these two have history, right? Going back to the beginning stages of their careers, Carla choked Rose out and she had the upper hand. So from an athlete perspective for me, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Mentally, Carla has the upper hand because she's saying, I've beat this person before. I can do it again. But you look at the other part, right, where you have the champ, Rose, who fought against um, um, Wei Li, right? Wei Li, prior to fighting Rose, she had lost one fight and won every other fight. And Rose beat her twice. And so I felt like this was a different Rose. I felt like going into this fight, as we were talking about on the Millions platform, was I felt like if this fight was an upright fight, I would have to expect that Rose would have the upper hand. Watching some of her movements when she was training, watching the Embiid, uh, the embedded stuff that the UFC does. And I was watching her strike and she's precise and her timing is right. And for someone who's 115 pounds, she's got a lot of power right? She's very sharp. And I was thinking as we were breaking down the fight, I said, you know what? I think if this is an upright fight, I think this is a fight that Rose will possibly win and maybe even knock out Carla. But on the other hand, I said, I have a feeling that Carla is going to be able to take her down. And if she can take her down, then she will have the upper hand. And as the fight started to play out, it was nothing that we expected. If you were a spectator or analysts, or whomever the case may be, as people watching combat sports, we didn't think that the fight was going to go like this. We didn't think that the fight was going to be a, 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 a strong, ver a mix of a cat and mouse versus chess versus checkers. It, we just didn't think it was going to be like that. And I remember watching the first round and thinking to myself, I was like, how do we score this? Right? Like, how are the judges going to score this? Are they going to move towards the aggressor? Are they going to move towards the person who took or at least tried to make a move? Were they going to? I didn't know how they were going to do it. I didn't know how they were going to do it. I thought to myself, you know what? Whoever gets the first takedown, whoever lands a couple clean strikes, they're probably going to win the round. Because that whole fight, I felt like Rose gave too much respect to Carla. And I thought the whole two in the ring, I thought they were showing way too much respect for each other. And sometimes when you're in a position where, you know, it's pressure and you're not sure what to do and you don't want to make a mistake and you want to be perfect and you want to make the right move, you don't want to make the wrong move, that sometimes when you, when you, when you don't want to make the wrong move, you end up not making a move. And I felt like that's what we saw. And every round kind of played out like that. And every round was kind of the same. But there was a round where Carla started taking a little bit of a risk. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to get the points. 
Yeah, she landed a takedown, but Rose got right back up. She landed another takedown, but Rose got right back up. But we have to judge it on something. We have to judge it on something. And so I was watching uh, some of the post-fight stuff, and Rose felt like she won the fight. And I'm thinking to myself, but how? You landed maybe one or two strikes, but you didn't do anything to say that she won the fight. At least Carla took a risk and tried to do something. I don't know what happens next. We're probably not going to see a rematch. So I don't know what's going to happen next. But I want to ask you, what would you like to see happen next? What was the thoughts of it on your fight? And if you thought that this fight was going to play out like how it did play out, you are crazy. Because this was a fight that none of us thought it was going to go like this. Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. I got the makings that this was going to be a good fight. Right. Like Michael Chandler has never had a boring fight. He's always going to give you something um, of not only entertainment value, but he's going to give you his heart. He's going to get up every single time that he's knocked down. As long as he is breathing, as long as he's able to get back up, he is going to get back up and he is going to push forward. He's going to bring it. He's going to fight. Tony Ferguson, you know, I was saying before, as, as I was hosting the watch party on Millions, I was saying, like, these two are coming in both with great resumes, but they're coming in all, both of them, with losses in their past couple fights. And it's not a good feeling from a psychological standpoint when you may be a crowd favorite, but you've lost your recent fights. That, that, that attacks an athlete on the inside. Right. And no matter how much confidence that you may have, because you do have to have that level of confidence where you don't believe that you can lose a fight, even if you have lost the fight, you have to carry that. Right. But if it happens again and again and again and again, you just start to get defeated a little bit. You start to think about what is the problem? What am I not doing right? And in this fight, in this matchup, I thought Tony Ferguson I thought he was doing really well at the beginning, right? The first two minutes he was coming out, he was moving, he was sharp. I'm thinking to myself, man, this, 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 this looks like the guy who at one point was on an eight fight win streak, right? He was patient. He was sharp, right? He wasn't, he wasn't rushing anything. He wasn't forcing anything. He was taking what Chandler gave him. But the interesting turn of events happened in this fight when Chandler took him down. And then you start to see things change. The momentum change, the energy distribution change, the confidence of Chandler change, the elbows that he hit because at the beginning, Chandler was cut. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is not looking too good. But when he changed levels and he took Ferguson down and he landed the elbow and now we had a fight because now they were both bleeding. Now it's not just, now it's just not about a physical fight. It's who has the heart, who has the will who has the, the, the wherewithal to outlast the storm, who can keep pushing forward. Now, the second round came out and everything changed at the drop of a hat. You know, I've always heard in boxing when people say, you know, especially in life, it's the hits that you don't see that hurt and hit the hardest. But the kick that Chandler gave Ferguson, oh, he saw it coming. But there's nothing that he could do. It happened so quickly. 
And I think I know why it happened is because in all of the fights that Chandler has done, kicking was never really his forte. You knew he was going to come out swinging. You knew he was going to take you down if he could, but you knew a lot of times that the kick isn't something that you should be worried about. But on this night, when things aligned, when he saw an opening, when he saw what could happen, when he saw an opportunity to put that foot up, and even though Ferguson saw it coming, it was too late because it was so quick. It happened in an instant that there was nothing that he could do about it. And that was it. The craziest thing about this fight was I was thinking to myself, where does each fighter go next? Because somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. And the loser is already on a losing streak. So where do they go? I don't know. I would love to hear your opinion. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe you have an opponent that you could see Tony Ferguson fighting and what happens next. But for Michael Chandler, how you seize the moment when you have gotten the victory, he called out three people. And I have a feeling that every person that he's called out, Dana White and his team are probably going to try to see what is the best outcome for Michael Chandler. Would love to know your thoughts. Who do you think he should fight next? May is mental health month. The interesting thing about life, right, is that we all struggle with certain things. We all struggle with something, right? And though our makeup is we are strong people, right, we can push through and endure a lot of things in life. It still doesn't mean that we're superhuman beings. So I don't know what mental health month, month means to you. And I got to be honest, I don't even know if I've really considered um, more focus on this month per se, because I've always been just taught to just push through. I've always just pushed through, right? And I never really gave my mental space really much thought. Even when I wasn't in a good mental space, I still pushed through. Even when I was, I still pushed through. Regardless of the case, maybe the outcome was, I was going to push through. And so one of the things that I've done differently in this season of my life is I've been more honest with myself. It's been a very challenging season in many different ways, as it has been for you, right? Dealing with the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, and maybe transitioning into something, and maybe just trying to figure some things out, or maybe you are restarting anew in certain areas. It's tough. It's challenging. It can be a lot. And I think one of the best ways how we can acknowledge our mental health and especially make a change in that capacity is knowing when we are tired and acknowledging it, knowing when we are frustrated and acknowledging it, knowing when we are annoyed and not sure what is going to come next and acknowledging it rather than just pushing it aside. Because whatever we push aside gets suppressed and we become bitter and it creates something inside of us because we don't know how to cope and to deal with certain emotions. But we have to deal with it. If we can understand how we feel, if we can understand the core root of how we got to this feeling, then we can find a solution on how to start the process of fixing it. I say the process, I'm not saying fixing it right away because there is a process and steps that it takes to solve a problem. And I think it's very important that in this mental health month that you make it a priority to figure out how you feel and what's the root of what is making you feel like that. 
It's hard to fix something that you haven't acknowledged. And I think it's very important that we no longer just push things aside, that we deal with it head on and we face it. And it's going to be different. But I just want to remind you today that you are not alone. And all of the feelings that you have felt, you know, the anxiety, the depressive state, the negative thoughts, you aren't the only one to feel like that. We have all felt those feelings. But I just want to remind you today that it's okay if you don't have it all figured out, that it's okay if you aren't sure what is going to come next. You take it one day at a time and you really double down on your foundation that has helped you got through tough times before. And if you need help, And if you need help, if you need words of encouragement or need advice or whatever the case may be, perhaps this is the season that you double down on your friendships and your relationships. If you've been a great friend to everybody that's around you, if if you've been that voice of reason for everybody around you, perhaps it's time for them to return the favor. Isn't that what a friendship is about? Isn't that the the powerful relationships that we have to be able to be vulnerable with those that we care about, with those that we love, knowing that they're not going to judge us, but they want to see the best for us. And I'm not just speaking at you. I'm speaking to myself because for a great portion of my life, I never asked for help. Didn't think I needed it. But that's not the reality of how it works. We all need help at some point in our lives, at some stages in our lives. And if you're doing all that you can, If you are controlling all that you can, if you are pushing forward with all that you can and controlling all that is in front of you, and you still feel a little off, then perhaps you take your mental state a little bit more seriously and you go and you ask for help, or you go and at least bring up the conversation to say, you know what, I don't have everything figured out. So let this be the mental health month that you dial into your emotions to what's going on inside rather than pushing it aside. The best way to deal with something is to face it, is to think about it, is to lean in it. Because if we can lean in it, then we can get understanding as we're going through it. So thank you, all of you, for tuning into this week's episode of the show. I hope the little different style this week is something that you like. Let me know your thoughts. If there are some topics that you'd like me to cover or some things that you see in the sporting space that I may have missed or would like me to touch on, then please don't hesitate to let me know. Um, If you are watching this on YouTube, then also subscribe to the audio side of the show. If you are listening to this on your favorite audio platform, then do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can check out the visual episode as well, too. And before we go, do us a huge favor. Head to Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, leave a rating and review of the show. This truly goes a long way. And I mean truly goes a long way in moving the podcast forward. If you have five minutes on your hand, please do us that huge favor. It literally takes, what, maybe a minute max, right? Leave a rating and review of the show. We want to be able to continue pushing this show forward. So uh, we'll see you next week.